0: I think everyone knows that um, we're living in a time where it's good to hear the Word of God, good to feed our faith, because we are going to stay in faith. We're going to meditate on the power and the authority that we have as believers. Amen? Amen? And if you haven't been able to be with us on the last three Sunday nights, I know many of you don't come in the evenings, but I would encourage you to go online and listen to the last three Sunday nights. Listen to all of our messages that you have missed. But today is kind of an extension of what I started three weeks ago on Sunday evenings, titled it, We Can't Lose With The Weapons That We Use. And I know the Holy Ghost directed like He always does what we are supposed to be preaching at the right time because we are not losers, we are winners. We can't lose with the weapons that we use. And we started out by talking about the Word of God. Anybody thankful for the living Word of God? Amen. Yes. Then we covered the name of Jesus. And last Sunday night we talked about faith in the blood of Jesus. Amen? And so I'd encourage you to listen to that message. And today we are going to talk about the precious blood of Jesus and how there is power in the blood to save us, to heal us, to protect us, and to keep us. Some of you may be like me. You may have grown up. In a a, uh, maybe a denominational church where you sang about the blood, I was thinking about it the other day of all the songs in our little hymnal that had to do with the blood of Jesus. And I'm thankful that we sang about them. I'm thankful that we were taught about the power in the blood of the Lamb. Anybody know this one? There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the lamb. There is power, power, wonder working power in the precious blood of the lamb. And so many of them emphasize that, that Jesus' blood is precious. And we're going to cover today some of the reasons why it is precious. When you think about uh, the word precious, these are just some simple definitions of it. It literally means this, of great price. How about this? Highly valued and esteemed. I think it's safe to say that there is nothing more precious to the believer than the blood that Jesus shed for me way back on Calvary. He will never lose its power. Hallelujah. So we're going to start out today in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18. And you know, you'll, you'll notice that uh, I'm going to read out of my new red Bible. I love my new Bible. And I love that it is red. <laughs> Hallelujah. First Peter 1, verse 18 and 19 knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by the tradition from your fathers. Now read verse 19 with me. We got it up there. But with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Hallelujah. The precious blood of Christ. We know that blood represents life. The Bible even says over in Leviticus that the life of the flesh is in the blood. In the natural, we all need to have healthy blood because that blood flowing through our bodies will affect every organ. And every cell, it touches every realm of our physical body. You can even, if you've got something going on in your body, one of the things that they will probably do is do a, a blood draw. Anybody ever had that happen? Where they take several vials of blood. Because our blood reveals what's going on in our body. It, the blood panel will speak of this. It might t- tell what's going on with your enzymes, your hormone level. It might tell if you're anemic, if you don't have enough iron. It, could, it will tell maybe your cholesterol level, your blood sugar level. And it may even tell how many cookies Steve ate last night. <laughs> I think that's a word. I, get, I did that in the first service, and the guys looked guilty when I said that. But anyhow... <laughs> just like our blood speaks about what's going on in our body, the blood of Jesus. If we were to do a blood panel of the blood of Jesus, it would speak. And this right here is the written report of what the blood of Jesus means to us. It speaks, I'm cleansed. By the blood. How about this? I'm redeemed by the blood of Jesus. I'm reconciled. I can come nigh because of the blood of Jesus. I'm forgiven by the blood of the Lamb. How about this one? I'm protected because of the blood of Jesus. I have overcoming power because of what He has done for me glory to God. We covered some of those last Sunday night. Today, we're going to center in on some of the other ones. We're going to start out by talking about redemption. I'm redeemed. Everybody say, I'm redeemed redeemed. By the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Before God ever created man, He knew what was going to happen. He wasn't surprised when Adam and Eve fell and sinned. God never goes whoops, I did not see that one coming. He's never taken off of guard. He had a plan to get his man back into fellowship with him before they ever got out of fellowship with him. Our God is an awesome God. And he knew that man was going to miss it. But in the midst of it, he said, I've got a plan to redeem them back. The word redeem literally means that, bought back. The Redeemer Redeemer pays a worthy price to reclaim something previously owned. Man was created by God, but through sin... He was separated. But God said, I'm going to look for one down through the, the corridors of time and I'm going to see one that is going to be able to offer an incorruptible seed. It says we were purchased not with corruptible things like silver and, and, <clears throat> silver and gold, but with incorruptible. The precious blood... Of Jesus, amen. The blood of Jesus was the necessary price for our redemption. We know this in the natural that babies get their blood from their fathers. They usually have the same blood type as their dad's. Well, Jesus' blood came from his father. And what does his blood contain? His blood is pure. His blood is sinless. His blood is spotless. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I will drink to that. Glory to God. <clears throat> the blood of Jesus hallelujah. So many people now are into this ancestry thing. They want to trace where their descendants came from, you know, where they came from and who they're related to and all of that stuff. I've often thought about it, how wonderful it would be if we had a tiny drop of the blood of Jesus and we could send it in to ancestry.com and let them try to figure out, whoo. Where he came from? Well, Jesus came from the Father. Hallelujah. And his blood is pure. It's sinless. It's spotless. His blood is royal. He is royalty. Glory to God. And the truth be known, you and I, we also are royalty. We got the blood of Jesus flowing through our veins. He has made us kings and priests. We're a royalty, glory. Hallelujah. If they could analyze our blood spiritually, they would see in it that we are related to Jesus. Hallelujah. We're in the bloodline of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're in the family of God. Our true Father is our heavenly Father. Praise the Lord. That's good news, isn't it? In our blood, they would see that there is cleansing, purifying, and sanctifying power yeah. because we're washed in the blood of Jesus. Yeah. So, not only does the blood of the Lamb have that redeeming power, but closely related to redeeming is remission. And we want to talk about that. Yeah. The blood of Jesus provides remission for our sins. In the book of Hebrews, there's a lot of wonderful scriptures in Hebrews about what the blood of Jesus does in the life of the believer. And this is one of them found in Hebrews 9, verse 22. And according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. I'm glad that I did not live under the old covenant, but even under the old covenant, God put into place before Jesus would come and die on the cross for us, He put a law into place and regulations into place so that there could be an atoning for the sins. And for the sins to be atoned, there was always a shedding of the blood. And that meant that they had to go out and they had to get the best lamb. Oftentimes it was a lamb. You know why? Because Jesus is called the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. So they had to go out into their stockyard and they had to pick out a lamb. And they couldn't get one that was all gnarly and had bruises and all beat up. No, they had to get the best lamb lamb. They had to find the one that had the most fluffy little wool and offer the best one. Fluffy had to go to atone the sins of the people. And this was something that they had to do on a regular basis because the blood of animals would only cover the sins. But hallelujah, there was one that was coming. And there is one that has already came. There is one that put himself on the cross. He allowed himself to be nailed to the cross and his ple- precious blood. Every drop of his blood is precious. And every drop that came out of his body was a, it wasn't a temporary fix. Every drop of blood that flowed out of him was saying, I'm redeeming them. I'm cleansing them. I'm not just going to cover their sins. My blood is a permanent fix for sins. My blood removes their sins ever from them. And once Jesus died and he went into that pit of hell, after three days he rose up, hallelujah. And the Bible says he entered into the holy of holies with his own blood. And there is a place somewhere in the holy of holies where the blood of Jesus was placed. And that blood speaks. That blood cries out, holy, 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 holy is the Lamb of God that was slain. And it says, mercy, 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 hallelujah. And it says, forgiven, forgiven, forgiven. The Bible says that we have an accuser of the brethren, and his name is Satan, and he tries to accuse us day and and night before the throne. He tries to say, they're not worthy. They're not this. They missed it this. And every time that happens, I can just see Jesus. He probably doesn't even have to say anything. He just points to his blood. And he says, it's under the blood. It's under the blood, the cleansing, keeping blood. Hallelujah. There is a fountain filled with blood flown from Drawn from Emmanuel's veins. And sinners plunge beneath its flood. Lose all their guilty stains. Anybody in here plunge beneath the blood of Jesus and you're thankful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So his blood was a permanent removal of our sins. If we just call upon him. The word remission literally means this. It includes forgiveness, but it's much more than that. The remission also includes this, and it says this. Their debt, their penalty has been canceled. Their guilt is completely forever removed. Oh, thank you, Lord. Let's just thank him. Thank you, Lord, for the power in your precious blood. Thank you, Lord, for your cleansing, redeeming power in the blood of the Lamb. We recently heard this wonderful account that just gives such a beautiful picture of remission. How many of you know or have heard of Mark and Trina Hankins. We've had him here in church before. Doesn't matter if you don't know them or not. They're good friends of ours, notable ministers. Well, they have a little grandson. I believe it's about two years ago. He was diagnosed with leukemia. And they went through the treatments and they were about ready to declare that he was in remission. Like a couple of days before they did tests and they discovered, oh no, there's still some leukemia cells in his body. And so they told them the next step, the only thing that they could offer was to do a complete bone marrow transplant. And they said, you know, the best donor would be someone related to him. He has like three older brothers. They tested his brothers and they determined that one of them, Gavin, would be the donor because he was a perfect match for Dylan, the one Dylan, (laughs) Dylan was Dylan with the leukemia. So for four days, they hooked Gavin up to this machine and they took blood. They put it somehow right directly to his heart. And so it was pumping right from his heart into these vials for four days to store up this healthy blood that Dylan needed. And before they began to put the healthy blood into Dylan, The doctor came in and she said, I want to explain something to you. There's two kinds of remission. The first is this. If you have a terminal disease such as cancer and the doctor tells you that the cancer is in remission, it means that the disease, cancer, has become inactive and it stopped progressing. But it does mean that we'll have to do continual checkups to make sure it doesn't become active again. But then she said to them, but in Dylan's case, we're going for another level of remission. It's something fairly new that they do, and it's called molecular remission. And the reason they call it that is because it has to do with the molecules in your body. And they work at this so that Every molecule is affected to the degree that there is no sign, there's no evidence, there's not one unhealthy cell left to indicate that cancer ever lived in his body. Woo! I think we could get happy just about that. So before they start this healthy bone marrow transfer from Gavin to Dylan, the doctor said this to Dylan. She said, we're fixing to tell sick, weak Dylan goodbye because you will not be the same person after this transplant. She said this, this DNA, your DNA is going to completely change. You're now going to have your healthy brother's DNA. And it is so effective that it may even change your hair and your eye color to match Gavin's. And it may even change your personality to be more like Gavin, the donor. Hallelujah. And as they began to do this transplant of these healthy cells into Dylan, Mark and Trinity said they put this blood, these bags of blood, up on this pole, and the pole had a little cro- cross it, a, a, a bar across it. And, Trina was saying, look at that mark. It looks like a cross. And on that cross is hanging this healthy blood that they're transfusing into Dylan. Hallelujah. And as they watched that blood flow into their grandson, they just kept thinking, oh, the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. This is representative that the blood of Jesus is infusing every cell of his body with health with life. Praise the Lord. Well, (laughs) the treatment worked not just worked a little bit, after three weeks, they tested Dylan's cells and they said this, these tests reveals that all of Dylan's unhealthy cells are dead. There's not one cell in his body that didn't come from Gavin's. Hallelujah he's healed he's whole he's healthy and when we heard that story i just kept thinking this if the healthy blood of a donor can save a life and alter their dna how much more Woo! everybody say how much more how much more As a matter of fact, the Bible again in Hebrews in chapter 9, verse 14, I like it in the NLT. It says, just think. That's what we're doing right now, we're thinking about the blood of Jesus. Just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our conscience from sinful deeds so that we may worship the living God. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. When God looked down and he saw man separated from himself. He said, I got to find a donor. I got to find a perfect match. I got to find a perfect donor that can go down and that can buy back my purchase possession. And he found that donor and his name is Jesus. And the blood of Jesus has power in it to redeem, to cleanse, to sanctify. The blood of Jesus puts our sin in all of our past into complete molecular remission where there is not a trace of it left hallelujah we become sanctified we become justified justified means this just as if I'd never sinned there's no trace of who we used to be. Our past is gone. The blood of Jesus completely changes our DNA. It doesn't cover up who you used to be. It makes you a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. We're very familiar with this scripture here in this church, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. But yesterday I was reading it out of the Passion. Listen to this. Now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new person. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Woo! No trace. Vanished without a trace. Woo! Without any evidence left of who you used to be. Behold, Everything is fresh and new. You know, the devil, he comes with his lies. He tries to remind us of our past and our failures and our mistakes. He tries to tell people, you are an unworthy worm. But when he does, we ought to just declare, I don't know what you are talking about. It's under the blood, under the blood, the precious blood the cleansing blood. Hallelujah. There is a cleansing agent in the blood of Jesus. Not only does it wash away our sins, but in this current climate, we need to realize that the blood of Jesus washes away disease, washes away sickness, washes away fear. We are told, and it's a good practice to wash our hands often. We need to be doing that practicing good hygiene, of course. But there is something more powerful than soap or Lysol, and it's called the blood of Jesus. Are you washed? Are you washed? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? The blood of Jesus, take a daily bath in it, and it will kill every disease germ and every virus that tries to touch our body. The blood of Jesus, it plied over our lives is like an invisible force field. I'm covered in the blood wherever I go. The devil and all of his cohorts have got to get out of the way. They remember the blood of Jesus. What does the blood of Jesus say to the devil? It says you're defeated. It says you're whooped. Hallelujah. Ha ha ha. It says you are conquered. So here I come. I'm a blood-bought church. I'm a believer. I'm part of the blood-bought church. Ha, 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 ha. And wherever I go, the blood is speaking. The blood is speaking that I'm not afraid. The blood is a token in the realm of the Spirit. And it speaks to God. It speaks to us. And it speaks to the devil. You can't Touch me. I'm one of the redeemed ones. Washed in the blood. Apply the blood on a daily basis. We talked about it last Sunday night, but you need to be in the name of Jesus, pleading the blood of Jesus daily over yourself, your family, your prote- your, your, your properties. Plead the blood of Jesus. It's not some lucky rabbit's foot charm. It's a token in the realm of the Spirit, and it declares and it speaks. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. If you have to, do what I did today. Wear red to remind yourself. Like the singers. I could have sung with the singers. I could have sang with y'all today. Wear red if you have to. To remind yourself I'm covered in the blood. I'm protected under the blood. We do not have to be afraid. You and I are agents of peace. There is so much turmoil and so much panic and so much fear out there. But when we walk in wherever we go, if you can get into a store, you walk into a store and peace walks in with you. I was talking to uh, my daughter-in-law, Esther and Branson, because it was kind of funny the other day. We were like, well, maybe we should contact Branson, contact the kids in Branson and have them ship us a crate of toilet paper or something, you know, (laughs) certainly they're not panicking there. Well, guess what? In Missouri, where there's probably not even one case, in Branson, Target, Walmart, they're panicking there too. So she's out looking for just some Lysol wipes, gone to like three stores. She went to something called Dollar General and bought the last three. She's walking out of the store, And she says, elderly man is coming in. He's like, oh, good. So they have those there. And she hated to tell him, but she's like, I just bought the last three. And you know what she did? She gave him one and said, you know, be at peace, be at peace. And then I heard another person that in another state they were in. it's It's not just happening in California. They were in another state in the South. She was in Costco. And this lady in front of her was just beside herself with fear. Oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Oh no, no, just, and she's a pastor's wife, but she's a Christian first, a believer's first. We're all believers. And so she just started ministering to her. She prayed with her right there in line in Costco. And this lady said, I felt such peace when you prayed for me. She asked her about their church, and she actually even said, Do you mind giving me your telephone number? Because, you know, I just need, I might need prayer again. She gave her a number and said, Sure, call me anytime. I'll pray with you. The peace of God yes. is on us. We need to remind ourselves we're carriers carriers of the anointing, carriers of the glory of God, carriers of help and healing, carriers of Peace in the midst of turmoil. And you know what else we are through the blood of Jesus? We are bold. We are bold. We don't have to shrink back in fear in this day and hour. You know why? We have the answer. And his name is Jesus. In Hebrews, once again, this time in Hebrews 10, 19... Through 22. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus and by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart. In full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. What does that tell us, first of all, that we have boldness to enter the holy of holies because of the blood of the Lamb. The devil is a master at trying to bring condemnation. And condemnation is the confidence killer. It will get you in a place where you start thinking, well, I didn't didn't pray enough. I I didn't read my Bible enough. I haven't been good enough. So, you know, God's not going to hear me. Bunk and baloney. If you're washed in the blood of the Lamb, draw nigh with boldness and with confidence. I think this term came from the devil, but too many Christians bought into it. I'm just an unworthy worm. There is not a scripture in the Bible that calls us worms. We are not worms. Thank God we're not. Worms are fish bait, and I don't want to be fish bait for anybody. I am not a worm. Did anybody else in here dissect a worm in biology class? I was completely disgusted when we dissected that worm. And you know what it was full of? Dirt. It was full of dirt because that's what worms eat. They eat dirt. They're the lowest of the low. Guess what? We are not dirt dwellers. We're not dirt eaters. We're not meant to crawl through life or crawl into the throne room. This is how we're supposed to enter the throne room. It's in Hebrews 4, 16. Let us therefore come how boldly to the throne room of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. The Amplified says this. We're to come fearlessly, confidently, boldly draw near. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That doesn't sound like worm mentality. We're not worms. We're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When we have faith in the blood, we can come boldly with peace and with assurance. Last night when I was praying, the Spirit of God said this to me. You have been granted access to all of heaven's resources through the precious blood of Jesus. And then he said it like this, and I wrote it down. Come boldly to the throne of grace. Draw near so you can hear. And in my presence you will find peace, rest, refreshing, recovery from the effects of heat, bad news, test. And trials replace a spirit of heaviness for a spirit of worship and praise. In my presence, sorrow and mourning will have to flee and a spirit of joy will come upon you. In my presence, weakness has to leave and strength will be empowered and infused into you. So it's important that we know that we can draw near, boldly draw near. Not because of what we've done. If we depended upon our works, we would want to crawl in as an unworthy worm. But it's not about that. We're washed in the blood of Jesus. We can draw near because we are righteous from what He has done. Righteous literally means put in right standing. So it's important for us to draw near so we can tap into heaven's resources. We tap into them with our faith. Faith Faith-filled words dominate the law of sin and death. Another thing we want to highlight about the blood of Jesus, there is overcoming power in the blood of the Lamb. Revelation chapter 12 Verse 11, and they overcame him. Who do you think it's talking about there? The devil. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb, the precious blood of the lamb. But there's an and there. And by the word of their testimony. We can't just have nice thoughts about what Jesus has done. We just can't have nice little thoughts and warm fuzzy feelings about the Word. Christianity is called the great confession. How did we get born again? We believed it in our heart and we did what? We said it with our mouth. We overcome the devil by knowing the power in the blood of the Lamb and the Word of our testimony. The word of our testimony is what the Bible says that we are. The blood speaks. And because the blood speaks, we can speak. And we can declare boldly our redemption. Hallelujah. Pray the word. Say the word in faith, not in fear, not in panic. We got to do it in faith. There's lots of issues going on in the world. And I heard this acrostic this week, and I liked it for faith. It simply goes like this. Let me get to it. Forward all issues to heaven. We ought to say, God, you got mail. You got mail. There's things going on down here that I don't know the answer to and I don't know how to deal with, so I'm going to forward that to you. I'm going to cast the care of that over upon you because I know you care for me. So again, faith in the blood, faith-filled words, and then also the importance of speaking those faith-filled words. One last scripture in Psalms 107, verse 2. Let the who? Have we established today that we're the redeemed? If you're redeemed, raise your hand. All right. The rest of you are still sinners. (laughs) If you're redeemed, raise your hand. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom hath he has redeemed us from the hand of the enemy. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So, you know, again, last night I was praying. You know, we pray over our messages. We pray over you that you would hear and receive what the Spirit of God is saying. So, as I was looking at this verse last night, so just kept popping out at me. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So, when those thoughts of fear come, we need to get sassy and we need to get attitude and we need to go so. So, I'm not taking that thought of fear because God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. How about a thought of worry? We need to go. So, I'm not receiving that because the Bible says I'm supposed to cast all my cares over upon Him, for He careth for me. How about a thought of panic? So. I'm not going to panic because the peace of God that passeth all understanding keeps my heart and my mind. How about this one? This thought of defeat, you're going under, you're not going to be able to pay your bills, it's so terrible. So he always causes me to triumph. I'm more than a conqueror in every situation. Thought of lack. What are you going to do when that thought comes? So I mean, you ought to get real sassy on that one. So, I'm not going to go under. I'm not going to be defeated. I'm not going to have lack because my God said he supplies all of my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. How about this one? This is running so rampant, thought of disease. Oh, you're going to get it. You're going to get it. You're going to get that virus. You're going to get sick. So, Jesus... Himself bore my sickness. It's in his own body. By his stripes I was healed. Hallelujah. Listen, folks, we got victory. Victory in Jesus. We can resist the lies of the devil and overcome him by the power of the blood and by us speaking the word of the living God. Faith, trust, and confidence in Jesus, in His Word, in His name, and in His blood. We can't lose with the weapons that we use. Everybody stand.